Welcome to episode 21 of Poet Kind Podcast. I'm looking out my office window at eight inches of snow clinging to edges and branches as more continues to fall. There are trees doing death-defying backbends that experience has taught me, one, never to attempt on my own, and two, that these trees will spring upright the second that balancing snow shifts. I consider winter my heart season. It calms my spirit, my breathing, and maybe even my entire being. And I know I'm not in the majority, but I can totally live with that. And I could look out my window all day, but that wouldn't be so productive. I'm going to introduce you to today's guest, Elizabeth Ivy Hawkins. Elizabeth is a visual artist, a writer, a member of faculty at Kendall College of Art and Design in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and part of the Breathe Writers Conference team. This extremely talented artist brings together painting and writing in a phenomenal project that I'll let her tell you about. And I am so grateful that Elizabeth had a few minutes to spend chatting with us. So let's welcome her. Hi, Elizabeth. I'd like to welcome you again to Poet Kind. I just appreciate you joining me here today. Oh, hello. It's so good to be here. I can't wait. Um, Elizabeth, you are a visual artist, which is how I knew you first. I still remember some of the work from your MFA exhibition. Oh, wow. Yeah. It has stuck with me. I've always loved your work. Oh, thank you. But I I knew you as a visual artist first, and then um, I ran into you briefly at a Breathe Writers Conference. Yep. And knew you were, you were active there. But what really caught my eye was a project you did. And it was a hundred day project. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. It's a hundred days. Okay. I would, I, I, I want to just open it up for you to tell us a little bit about, um, one, the project, what motivated you to participate and, what what your process was as you worked through it sure sure okay so I would back up a little bit prior to the start of the 100 days and just say that there was some um there were things that happened prior to the 100 day project that disrupted the normal path of my daily life um one in particular I had a cancer diagnosis and my Mm -hmm. daughter was diagnosed um, with clinical anxiety all within a matter of, um, gosh, a, a year or so. Okay. And um, these were things that had, I think, in my life been, I had these fears had dogged me. They were, they were things that had would keep me awake at night, that one day I would have a diagnosis of cancer. My mom passed away from cancer. Okay. Um, and one of the things that I thought about when my husband and I, talked about having children was I didn't want to bring kids into the world if I was going to pass on, you know, um, I guess having the sensitivity of an artist and being uh, very, uh, you know, having anxiety myself. I thought about these things and I'm like, do I want to do this to another innocent human being? Right. Um, And so those things happened. And what I found in the process of going through those experiences was that um, in one one moment in particular, there was just this sense of being held very powerfully by a, a love 
that I couldn't understand a, it was like the veil kind of got lifted. It was a bit of a peak experience that I had. Um, And instead of being kind of filled with fear and anxiety or even pain, um, what I found for me was that there was this sense of um, something greater than myself that was holding me, that was holding the whole thread of everything together. And I ended up getting really curious about that and how I could bring more of that into the world. And so that's where the hundred days kind of came about. Okay. Um, I saw this opportunity on, on social media, on Instagram. Uh, there was another artist that I followed and she had kind of put a prompt out there that this was going to happen kind of the beginning of March. And I said, Oh, that sounds like a great way to investigate my, this curiosity that I have about, you know, how life is changing, how things are shifting, that there's like this calling that I'm not even sure where it's headed or what it looks like, but I know I have to pursue it. And so that, um, that's how I got started with it. And I also realized that I was busy and that life was very full. Um, but I figured that I could do 20 minutes a day. And so my premise was I'm going to do this thing in my studio 20 minutes a day, even if all I did was walk through that studio door and sit down because I was too exhausted to paint or too exhausted to move forward. If all I did was go and sit in front of my canvas, then that was going to be a win for me. And then I decided to also write about the experience of that and post it on social media every day, um, primarily on Instagram every day for a hundred days. Yeah. It it was, um, now I, I imagine if anybody looks you up on Instagram, they'll be able to go back through your feed and find these, these posts. Um, I found that I would go to Instagram specifically to see what you did next and Uh to read what you wrote. And um, it was such one, it was a beautiful integration of your gifts of both painting and writing. And it just was something that um, I guess spoke to me because of, of how I'm knit together with that creative as well. So, um, but I think even if, you know, I, I know there's people out there that, that don't necessarily consider themselves gifted in those ways. But I, I believe if they went and searched out your work that they would, they would be touched just the same. Oh, Um, yeah. Now, after you completed the project, you went on then to, um, to exhibit this as a group of work, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. So my work um, currently right now is hanging in Kalamazoo at um, the Acadia campus of Kalamazoo Valley Community College. And prior to that, it was up for the duration of Art Prize here at the Nomad Gallery in Grand Rapids. Okay, okay. Um, Now, did you have, I I have not had the good fortune of getting out there to see the exhibit. Did you hang it um, ekphrasis style? Did you have your writing with each piece or was it something separate? That's a, that's an interesting question. I thought about that in the process of installation. I didn't, it felt, I haven't gotten that part of it right. Integrating the writing along with the visual images. 
Okay. But I did always include, and this is something that if you want to, if you're um, listeners want to reference the hashtag of the project was the safe space painting. So I okay. had a hashtag safe, safe, safe space painting, and I would have like bits of it. And then I would also have that hashtag so that as a prompt for viewers who were going through and, you know, reading the, there'd be a blurb next to the painting. And then there'd be like, if they wanted to go further, it was an invitation that they could then go through and kind of go back through those hundred days Okay. So I, oh, I had pieces of it, but I didn't have like it was. It would. It felt too much for the space. Um, okay. Yeah, for the space of the gallery that I had. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you have any plans to continue in the same vein? Yeah. Um. It's interesting. I you know I have some more um blank canvases that I just recently got, and it feels like there's another body of work brewing and also the idea of uh, speaking more about this process with other people um, mm-hmm. seems really important and writing about it and, and, and continuing that process as well. Um, you know, I, I think that, and this is kind of interesting, like when I think about life and what I think makes a good life, I think that it has to, for me, it has to be an existential and this is a bit of a jump, but I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> go for it. Like, like, I think there has to be an existential experience in life. And you have to have a project or something that calls to you that requires uniquely you to show up. Mm-hmm. And I think that it has to throw you into the deep end um, much more than you're comfortable you. with. You know, yeah, it has to take you outside yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and then it has to be something that serves other people. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just wake up for yourself every morning. That's, that's boring. It, it's, it's um, empty, you know, it yeah. has to be of service to other people. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like the, the work that I started in the hundred days was kind of the beginning of something. And so I'm putting um, one foot in front of the other foot to figure out what that next step is. Oh, well, I'm excited to follow along and see what you come up with, because if it's anything like this particular 100 days experience, it's going to be really wonderful. Thank, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, I had mentioned early on that um, you are active in Breathe, and then that's a writer's conference that's held every year in October in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yep, that's correct. And- I, I would love for you to to tell us a little bit about your role. And I know that there's something exciting you're working on that I would love to share with our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So the Breathe Christian Writers Conference is held in Michigan next year. We are, um, we've outgrown our previous, um, I'm a, a member of the planning committee for the Breathe Christian Writers Conference. And there are lots of things that are happening with that group that are fantastic and for our community and one of which is we've um, taken on the challenge of having a retreat that we're offering. And I get the, the privilege of being a part of that. And that's going to be coming up in March. It's going to be March 8th and 9th at the Tullymore Lodge in Stanwood. And it's a, a retreat that's centered around contemplation and creativity. Okay. And we're getting ready to kind of post some you know, invitations out there on social media. And um, I'm excited for it. 
to, you know, to happen. I think it's going to be a really interesting thing. Um, Sharon Garlow Brown, if any of your readers are, are, or listeners are familiar with her, mm-hmm. she's going to be there as well as Cynthia Beach. And um, I, I just, I think it's going to be a great place to kind of renew and refocus and experience, um, you know, that, that deep listening, you know, place for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The deep listening. Yeah. And is it, is it geared primarily to writers then? It is a writer's conference um, or not writer. It comes out of the writer's conference. I would say, Okay, I think that's what I would say. Um, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't want to just wrap it tightly in that because I think writing for anybody is a great way to, you know, don't, don't feel like you need the badge of writer is what I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, or badge of anything, I think show up and, and if it, if it's, if that stirs something in you, I would just say, gosh, follow, follow that stirring and see where it leads. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, can, can our listeners find more information somewhere specific? Yes. The um, link for the Breathe Deeper Retreat is on the um, Breathe Conference website. And that's just really easy to find. Um, it's just breatheconference.com and you can Perfect. click right on it. And uh, you can go ahead and sign up and register for that today. Okay. Well, I think that I, the, it sounds like a wonderful uh, way to get into a different mindset. We get so busy and so caught up in life that to intentionally set aside time for that contemplative, um, deeper experience, um, I, think, I think that's going to be a pretty great thing. Yeah, I think so too. So we're excited. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have anything else on your horizon, Elizabeth, that you'd like to share with us? Mm. Well, um, I do, um, you know, love to work with people right now. I I work primarily as faculty at Kendall with students on creative Mm -hmm. projects, creative writing um, as well. You know, usually there's, there's this sense of people wanting to make something in the world and with my students right now, a lot of what I teach is design and design principles, but it always goes back to creativity Mm -hmm. and how to, how to, I guess how to relax into that and not get into comparison, how to, yeah, yeah. it's huge. It's huge. Um, You know, how to, how to really center within the thing that is uniquely you you know, how to pull that out of yourself and how to give it legs, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm fascinated with and something that I love to help other people with too. So if there's other people out there in your audience who are interested in just connecting with a coach or somebody wants to meet up, um, have, you know, love to connect with you. Um, and you can do that on my website. Perfect. Um, I'd love and that- to give feedback or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, feel feel free to share us share your website with us right now. Sure, it's www.elizabethivy.com. Perfect. And there's a connect page, and feel free to send me a message. I'd love to link up with you. Oh, that would be great. I I hope somebody takes you up on that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. It, I think it's I'll... kind of the purpose of my life. I think. Yeah. Now I, I'm going to ask one more question, just just out of curiosity. Um, you sound like you're phenomenal at facilitating. Um, getting into that creative experience, granting permission. What are, do you have any 
personal exercises that you do that help mm-hmm. you find space? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> because I think, I think one of the reasons is I need that so much myself uh, um, that it's easy. I've found, I, okay, I'll just say this. I think the hardest thing is just going through the door of my mm-hmm. studio, right? Or sitting down with a page to write. Um, and so what I find is I just set up practices in my life that are accessible and also somewhat unavoidable because if I can avoid mm. it, I will, <laughs> if I can push it <laughs> off, I, you know, cause I think it takes courage and, and it's hard to do by yourself. It's so hard. And, and, yeah. um, so there's a few things. I have some friends that I connect with regularly, um, that help keep me accountable. Um, I, I keep prompts for myself. Um, you know, so I trip over them as soon as I come in the Oh, yeah, you need to do that. And again, keeping it like short, like 20 minutes. So yeah. day project, it was 20 minutes a day. And I'm like, if all I do is 20 minutes, that's okay. If I do more, that's great. But yeah. you know, I can take 20 minutes a day to focus on if it's writing or if it's, you know, dreaming up the next, you know, group of paintings, if it's sketches, whatever it is. Um, and I try and be consistent with that because, um, if it just stays in your head, it, it, I find for me, it kind of eats away at my heart mm. and I have to get it out and, and I have to, um, make sure that I do that, um, in a way that's accessible in a way that, um, is, is, is just part of my regular practice of, of life. Yeah. I don't know uh, if that makes sense. But... That it does. It makes perfect sense. And w- to hear it, hear it verbalized, it's only 20 minutes. We can all spend 20 minutes allowing our creativity to come out, whether it's, yeah. it's putting, you know, turning off Facebook or yeah, you know, while you're waiting on, you know, water to boil to make pasta, you know, whatever. Exactly. Find those few moments and, it is. and it is. dig a little deeper. So Yeah. Well, I think that the only thing that we have is our time. Until we don't. One of the first things I do with if I'm working with somebody, a client or students is talking about time and the fact that all we really have is time. Yeah. Um, so how do we use our time? So, and this sounds kind of boring, but yeah. I'll give them a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, and I'll, you know, for three days to a week, you know, just keep track of your time. Oh, we definitely can't work together. I can't stand spreadsheets. <laughs> I know. I, I can't either. But, the thing but it, that, it makes sense, though. Yeah. Because then you have it. Well, you can write it down in your journal then. It doesn't have to be a spreadsheet. It can just be like every two hours, set a timer on your phone and write down what you did in the last two hours. And what I find is like there's times we can batch things yeah. in your life. There's um, errands that you can put together. There's, um, you know, how much time are you watching TV, you know, or, or, or social media, or, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. And once you write it down and you see it, you're like, oh, I do have time. I just have to rearrange my life in a way that supports what I actually want to do with my time. Oh, perfect and, um, advice. Just one practical way. Just yeah. one practical way. Which That's goes against true. every grain of my body, but... <laughs> Well, I, I think a lot of, um, uh, we'll say the folks with the creative bent will, will fight something like that, but it just, it makes sense and it works. Yeah. It changed me. 
And I guess, oh, you know, great. that's, that's what, what I'm about. I, I just want to change and, and grow as much as I can with the time that I have. And I want to help others do the same. Oh, that's fantastic. Elizabeth, thank you so much for, for coming and spending a few moments with us um, today. Um, Poet Kind Podcast. I started with something very intentional, just reaching out uh, for poetry, but it's evolved into reaching out to the creative spirit as well and encouraging people to to create the life they long for now and to um, to not be afraid to step out and bring their unique voice. I think you used that term, their unique voice mm-hmm. into the world. And I just appreciate you taking a few minutes to share your unique voice with us. It was such a gift to get to talk to you. Oh, thanks for the invitation. And thanks so much for the work that you do. I enjoy oh, it. So thank and you, it's Elizabeth. needed. It's so needed. So I'm, I'm a great supporter of your work and a fan. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world. You take care and thanks again for joining us. Well, thank you so much. You have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. That's it for today's episode of Poet Kind Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like more information about Elizabeth's work, you can visit her website. And again, that's www.elizabethivy.com. And please take a moment to search her hashtag, Safe Space Painting, to see her work and read her words. And if you want more details about the Breathe Writers Retreat, Breathe Deeper, visit breatheconference.com and click on retreat. Space is limited to only 18 participants, so don't wait too long. I just want to say thank you right now to my listeners. Your feedback, referrals, and positive reactions make this so worthwhile. I mentioned that Poet Kind is evolving, or maybe evolving isn't the right word. We're expanding. Each week, I mention that we believe in being generative, in building into the world, in bringing good and offering those gifts that only we have been given as a way to do that, breathing life into our dreams, our abilities, and into each other. I've also mentioned that I frequently use the hashtag, create the life you long for now. Consider using it when you post what it is you're doing to bring your unique gifts into the world, and we can follow along and encourage each other. Poet Kind will always have poetry, but once in a while, it's good to explore creativity and discover we can compare notes with other creatives, not compare ourselves, and we can learn from each other. If you would please take a moment to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and if you like what happens here, visit your favorite podcast platform and leave us some love in the form of a comment and a rating. It helps us get heard. Also, if you're a poet, writer, artist, creative of any sort, and want to be part of PoetKind, drop me an email at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com and let's have a conversation. Until next time, go out and build your world. Create the life you long for now, and whatever it is that you do that brings light and life into the world, go out there and do it, and then tell us about it. <laughs>